Hello, this is Basil Howard Brown, and welcome to Messages of Revival. I'm so excited to share this word with you right now. I believe it's a timely one and will minister the love of Jesus to you. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away and all things have become new. God is good. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless. Craziest thing I've ever seen. How many of you believing for a financial miracle? How many of you know the word is filled with promises? How many of you know every promise has a key? If you use the key, it unlocks the promise. And the promise works for you. Come on now. So let's look at this in Philippians chapter 4. Verse, I can't even see what it is. 10. It says, I was made very happy in the Lord. Now that you have revived your interest in my welfare after so long a time, you indeed thinking of me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I'm implying that I wasn't any personal want, for I've learned how to be content in whatever state I am. So listen to this. Paul said this. He said, I've learned how to be content. In other words, there was, there was a time when he wasn't content. Oh, you listen to me. There was a time where he wasn't content. But he had to learn how to be content. Many Christians are always looking in the natural. They're looking at what is in the bank account. And because what their bank account tells them, they're never content. Our blessing and our provision has nothing to do with the balance in our bank account. Can I say that again? Our blessing and our provision has nothing to do with the balance in our bank account. Because you see, one day you might not have it, but the next day you do. Are you listening to me? Believing God for a miracle, standing upon the word, trusting God. In the natural, you don't see it one day, but the next day, boom, it's there. Had nothing to do with your job. Had nothing to do with your bank account. Come on now. We've got to learn how to be content. Amen. Amen. Verse 12, he says, I know how to be abased and live a humbling straight in circumstances. I know also how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. I've learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation, whether well-fed or going hungry, having a sufficiency enough to spare, or going without and being in want. In other words, he's saying, it doesn't matter if I have nothing, or I have abundance, or I'm anywhere in between. I've learned the secret of facing every situation. You know, <laughs> the Lord taught me this many years ago. Because I used to, when I first started the ministry, you know, we're traveling around, we're receiving love offerings like we do now. And obviously, we've never put pressure on anybody to give. We don't talk about money. We don't send out newsletters asking people to send money into it. We don't do any of that stuff. We trust God. We teach and preach the word. We live by the word. We give, we sow, we tithe. And we bless others, and then we just trust God for the harvest, for the increase. But I always had this mindset that if we didn't have a meeting and pass the bucket, that that is where the Lord blessed us. You know, we, we pass the bucket, and, and, and through the offerings that come in the meeting, that's the way God blesses us. 
And there's many ministers that feel that way. I've had ministers come to me and say, you know, since COVID or, or, or other crises that have happened over the years, they say, man, our, our congregation's dropping down, the, the, the people of finances are dropping down, and, and, you know, they always say, well, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And here's my response. What did you do in good times? Well, we were trusting God. I'm like, yeah, well, that's what we're going to do now, is trust God. And the Lord, the Lord showed me this and taught me a lesson one day. He said this to me because I needed to take some time off, spend some time with my family, get some time of rest. We'd been running very hard. And I asked the Lord for some time down because, you know, he is my boss. I asked the Lord for some time down and he said, yeah, you can take time down. And it was a fair amount of time. And then I started talking about the finances of the ministry. And I said, God, you know, if we don't have a meeting, we're not passing the bucket. That's the way you provide for us. And here's what the Lord said to me. He said, Basil, he said, I'm going to teach you something in this time. He said, and listen, this totally transformed my life. I'm telling you right now, it totally transformed my life. Here's what he said to me. He said, Basil, I'm going to show you that my provision has nothing to do with you passing a bucket. He said, I'm going to provide for you outside of the meeting, and I'm going to show you it's got nothing to do with you passing the bucket. Which, let me say this, many, for many of you that might not be in the ministry tonight, that are sitting here tonight, you don't even have a bucket. So you should actually be happy with what I've just said. At least I've got a bucket. But you don't have one. So you should be happy about what I've just said. Because you see, if it had to do with the bucket, then you couldn't get blessed. You understand what I mean? But because it's got nothing to do with the bucket, you can be blessed too. And let me tell you what, from that moment on, the Lord started providing supernaturally. I mean, just supernaturally. Money started coming in from here and from there and Blew me away. Blew me away. In actual fact, the income of the ministry on some months was greater than if we had gone out and passed a bucket. You know, when COVID came around in the beginning of the year, I had revivals already set up right through March into April. And of course, when COVID hit, we, we had to cancel those meetings because the churches we were going to be doing the meetings in uh, closed their doors for a season. You know, now we don't have a bucket. <laughs> but let me tell you what, this year, 2020, has been such a great year Amen. of financial blessing Amen. and provision upon myself, my wife, my children, my ministry, are you listening to me? God has provided, met the needs. Money has come in from all over the place. Hello. People say, well, I'm, I've been struggling. Well, it's not my fault. I'm just telling you what God did for us. And I'm telling you in the same breath, what he did for us, he can do for you. Oh, you struggling one. <laughs> he can do it for you. Why? Because he's not a respecter of persons. Yeah. 
This word that we teach and preach is not for ministers only. It's for the believer, those that believe. You cannot sow and sow and sow and sow into the kingdom of heaven without reaping and reaping and reaping and reaping. Let me tell you what, God will not allow that to happen. We've watched God do, do miracles in so many different areas. It, it, it blows my mind sometimes just to think about what God's done over the years. But let me tell you what, there's not an area in our life that we haven't sown into. And God's always honored His Word. Always does. So there hasn't been a day that I, I, I had any fret, any worry, any concern. How are we going to, how, never ever crossed my mind. How are we going to do this? Never crossed my mind one time. Why? Because I know what the Bible says. Amen. You, you know what I do often? I just go to the Lord some days. I don't know if it's because I'm bored. I just say, Lord, it'd be nice to see a good influx of finances come in. I mean, even in COVID, I did this. And, and, you know, it's not that I needed it. It's not that I wanted it. But I just thought it'd be fun. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I mean, I think God has fun with this whole thing. He's, he enjoys blessing his children. He loves it. He loves it. He's a good daddy. And I just talk to the Lord, and I even throw out some amounts sometimes and say, hey, how about this? <laughs> now, I don't know where you're going to send it from, but, but yo. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's three days later. I get a message, hey, we're sending you some money. Or money's just deposited into our account. Not by mistake. On purpose. You know, when, when COVID hit, within a space of probably three weeks, money was just released like this into our life. Every week, boom, boom, boom. Large amounts of money kept coming in. I'll get a hold of the person. Why, why are you doing this? Oh, this is just to help you through the next month. I'm like, my God, this will help us through the next three. Maybe even four. And the next week, boom, there's some more. I'm like, whoa, glory to God. Now, I'm saying all of that to say this. Listen, I know, I know that I am the apple of God's eye. No takers on that one? No takers on that one? Anybody else that feel the same way? Well, come on, somebody. So I'm, I'm telling this to encourage you because God can, if he can do it for us, he can do it for you. Amen. 
so many people have not because they ask not. Now, you can complain. There's a fine line between asking God and complaining. And some people get to start asking Him and then start complaining. And God is never moved on a complaint. Because complaint doesn't bring in faith. We normally complain about something because we're fearful over it. So now we complain to God. Then we wonder why God's not meeting my need. Well, that's all you're doing is you're complaining. Start asking in faith. Asking in faith means I believe without a shadow of a doubt that what I've asked God for, He's also able to perform. I do believe there's coming a massive shift of finances in the world. The Bible does say that the wealth of the sinner is later for the just. We haven't seen that come to pass yet. But I believe it's upon us. I thought I heard people out there, other side there, in the back side of the tent, like way out there in the bushes, like in those trees over there. I'm sure I heard somebody out there shouting, Amen. I'm sure. Oh. Oh, you oh, oh, great. I mean, I looked around for a, I looked around for a plant or a tree or something, but the stage was barren. <laughs> so it must be out there somewhere. I'm, I'm sure I heard somebody go, glory to God. See, yes, yes, a simple truth. The world are in for the biggest surprise of their life. Because they don't know my daddy. And I sit, really, I do, I sit and watch some of these politicians with a bowl of popcorn. I mean, I'm tossing popcorn at the screen. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not even eating the popcorn. I'm just kidding about that. But it's entertaining. Because they say, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And I just sit back and start laughing and going, you don't know my daddy, do you? I mean, I almost want to ask them, who's your daddy? Is it Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies? Because they don't know what God's about to do upon the nation. And they're running around just spurting out all their rubbish. And they have no clue. Their time is up. The writing's on the wall. So listen, don't, don't look in the natural. You need, you need to know what the Bible says. You've got to do what the Bible tells you to do. Let me say this. Don't do what man tells you to do. Do what the Word of God tells you to do. I mean, I, I have a problem, and, 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 and if you think about it really carefully, the message of prosperity has been very skewed over the years. And ministers that get up and say they are, you know, 
500 people yet a night or 50 people yet a night that are going to give $1,000, I've got a problem with that. Because I don't see that in the Bible. I don't see where God ever put an amount on what we've got to give. I believe God works individually with each and every one of us and tells each and every one of us what we should do. But I don't believe it's a corporate thing that runs across the board. Because I've seen ministers do that and say that if you give $1,000 tonight, God's going to do this and God's going to do that for you. What about somebody that can only give 500 What about somebody that can only give five? Well, hey, they already lost. Are oh, you listening to me? Not the way God works. It's not in the amount that you give. It's where you are at financially. Some people could put a thousand in tonight and others could put five. Jesus used that example of the widow who put in the two, uh, the, the mites, uh, the, the smallest of coins. And that's what he said. He said, she put in more than all of those contributing to the treasury because they gave out of their abundance, but she gave out of her lack. She put everything in. He made that example. I don't care how much money you got. You know, people come along and say, well, I, I put 10 grand in the offering. Yeah, but you could have put 50. That might have moved you a little. Well, you listen to me. People always wave around. Look how much money I give. Look what I can do. I was in a church one day, and, and, and I had made mention of the fact that givers love the message on prosperity because it's just confirming what they already do. God bless the three of you. <laughs> so, <laughs> three givers in the house, my Lord. So, so I, I made this mention. Well, the pastor, you know, we got to talk about some things and then he said this to me. He said, he said you made mention of the fact that givers love this message. And he said, my biggest giver is very upset with this message you're preaching. And I heard this come right out of my spirit. I said, yeah, your biggest giver is probably not tithing one-tenth of his income. And I found it after the fact that this biggest giver was a multimillionaire, and he was putting about $35,000 into the offering every year. And he was keeping himself ahead of everybody else. But he was stealing. He was robbing from God. That's why he didn't like the message. Well, you listen to me. He didn't like the message because it was plugged right at him. See, and then ministers will look at, oh my God, he's giving 35000 What a wonderful thing. No, he's actually robbing from God. He's actually stealing from God. He should have been probably putting in a, a couple of million a year. Always about the amount, you know. Well, what amount, amount. You just do what God tells you to do, be obedient, and God will bless you on that. I mean, is there anybody here tonight that would, would love to put $1,000 in the offering? Three, three of you. Okay, wonderful. So, how do you do that? You start off where you're at. You start to give, and then you live with an expectation. Talk to God about increase. Talk to God about blessing you. When he blesses you, then you increase your giving. And so you go on. And then one day you'll be sitting in a meeting writing out a check for $1,000. I mean, is that simple? Hello? 
Verse 13, and here comes the secret. He says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. He said, I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength in me. He said, I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Notice, he didn't say anything about himself. He pointed everything back at Jesus. The Lord showed me that one day. He said, Basil, look at that. He said, Paul said, I'm, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. He didn't say, I'm going to become self-sufficient. And then the Lord said to me, he said, Basil, he said, you are self-sufficient in what I have. He said, I'm not going to make you. You already are. See, here's the simple truth. People don't walk in the fullness of the word because they don't have the revelation and they don't believe. It's like divine health. You know, I shared this with my mom one day. I said to her, she was, I mean, my mom lived till she was 90 years old and, you know, her last few years was, was pretty rough. And, and I, I said to mom one day, I said, mom, you know, you don't have to die sick to go to heaven. You can, you can die well. You know what I mean? It's almost like Christians have this mindset, the only way I get to heaven is to get sick and then die. And then I go to be with the Lord. But in actual fact, you could be totally healthy. Talk with God. Hey, what day am I coming home? Oh, that day. Okay, great. Get the family around here. Say goodbye to everybody and check out and go home. Hello? So let me say this. Folks, it's not about the job you've got or any of the stuff, the economy or any of that stuff. It's about His Word. It's about His promises. It's about you applying, being a doer of the Word, doing what the Bible tells you to do. And then trusting God. He's a big God. He's got, he's got everything you need. You know, the Bible says he'll give you the desires of your heart. Often people get to look in the natural and it freaks them out. But listen, when you know that you know that you know, you know the word, you know the promise, you're standing upon it, you're doing what the Bible tells you to do. You can go to the throne of grace boldly and talk to God about your finances. And I'm telling you right now, God has everything he said, I'll give you the desires of your heart and the secret petitions. Desires are something that you might have shared with somebody and said, man, I desire to do this or I desire that. And, and, and he said, I'll give you those desires. But then you have secret petitions that nobody knows about. He said, I'll even give you those. Amen. So don't underestimate God. Don't put him in a box. Don't tie his hands. Just, just, do what the Bible tells you to do. Get some seed in the ground and then trust God. Talk to God about your finances. And the Bible says, call those things which be not as though they were. I mean, you need a miracle in your finances. Let me tell you what, your miracle is here tonight. You can get a miracle in this place tonight. 
How many of you need a, a miracle in your body? You can get a miracle in your body tonight. The same way you can get a financial miracle is the same way you can get a physical miracle. God's the God of miracles. How many of you need some joy in the house? You can get joy here tonight. As you can get a miracle in your body, as you can get a miracle in your finances. It takes the same faith. And every one of those require an action. For your finances, it's giving. For joy, it's ha, ha, ho, ho, he, he. But there's an action. Amen. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, take out the hardened heart, and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I'm ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.